I'm a huge believer of doing something every day to improve yourself just a little bit more. Typically, I like to do it by reading. However, I know that's not always possible in our busy lives. You will be thrilled to know that the Efficiency Playbook is available as an audiobook at audible.com. So whether you're driving to work, doing chores around the house, or even exercising, you can get your efficiency game plan on. Check it out today at audible.com, the efficiency playbook as read by yours truly. Welcome to the Maven Nation, Maven Nation, your tactical podcast to getting more, more, more or less with your host, Michael Andrew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Maven Nation. I am so thrilled and excited to introduce to you the first super athlete that we have on the show. Paul Romero is an ultra marathon runner, and he also does these survival races, and we'll have him talk about it. But if you don't know what an ultra marathon is, it's a 200-mile race. Okay, this is in one race. So if you run a marathon and you know how hard it is, this will give you an idea. And the thing that just blows my mind about Paul is he is 47 years old, and he is dominating, including much younger athletes that he competes against. And so the question is, Paul, like what are you doing that gives you a competitive edge? We're going to pick his brain. I'm going to, something I have to tell you is, this is, this is crazy. His son, Jordan, has the world's record for the youngest person to climb Mount Everest. He did it when he was 13 years old. So this is the kind of father, holy cow. I mean, that just blows my mind. And I've met Jordan. He's an outstanding young man. I'm sure we'll get uh, to hear a little bit about that. But ladies and gentlemen, ultramarathon runner, CrossFit gym owner. If you come to Maui, it's McKenna CrossFit. You can come work out with him. He's a fantastic instructor. He's the best one I've ever met. And I have met many in my life. Paul, welcome to the Maven Nation. So thrilled to have you here in my studio. One hell of an introduction, Michael. Pleasure's all mine. Tell our listeners a little bit about what you do as an athlete. Anything that I missed? Uh, I know there's a, you've done a lot of interesting things in your past, but what are your most proud achievements? Any things that I've missed about the ultramarathons and the survival races? Well, that's a whole encyclopedia of, of, of knowledge and and information to share and I'll try to can it but more of my story is I, I grew up in with uh, one of one of nine siblings and father uh, uh, training us to be athletes from early early on I played every ball sport on the planet to the beach volleyball to racing bicycles since I was a kid on competitive national level and that led to me discovering that I had a knack for going a long long distance combined with a paramedic career that that gave me some critical thinking skills and and knowing how to take better care of myself and others, I, I found myself doing these adventure races. These adventure races were these five, six, 700 mile nonstop races where we'd go nonstop through the most godforsaken terrain you can imagine, the jungles of Borneo, jungles of the Amazon, uh, through the middle of China, through uh, you know polar regions, the deserts, the whole nine yards. That sport bred me to be um, a well-engineered, ultra marathoner and you know marathons all that has led to the explosion of these 100 mile in these ultra marathons that are um, uh, you know they're very vast in their description now there's it's an ultra marathon is anything over a marathon now first of all the first baby ultra marathon is a 50 kilometer uh, that's 30 plus miles and then you get your 100 kilometers which is about 80 miles or 70 miles or so and then you get your 100 milers 
100 miles were unthinkable. Nobody thought a Cumic could run 100 miles, and, and lo and behold, that all started in California, more or less. And then, uh, then we started doing 200s here recently. And then now the latest breed of them all is these survival runs where we will go um, unsupported into uncharted terrain um, and do these ultra marathons, uh, doing strength and survival skills along the way with no support. And that's sort of the new hybrid of, of ultra marathoning right now. A couple questions. How long does it take to run 200 miles in one of these races? How, how does that work? My last 200 ultra mile ultra marathon was uh, I ran for 60 hours. 16 and a half hours nonstop. And that was in the mountains of California. And I ran um, 49,000 vertical feet climbing along the way in some searing, searing heat. The conditions were, were in, incredible. Encountered mountain lions, encountered the deepest, darkest corners of my, of my brain and my soul and, and, and did well. I was leading that race until the end when, uh, when uh, this skinny, fast kid from Ecuador uh, uh, passed me along with Canadian Jason. And uh, so I, I podiumed twice now in the last 200 mile ultra marathons that I was leading until mile 170 more or less. So up in that, yeah. What do you, this is going to sound weird, but what do you think about <clears throat> while you're running in, in pain? The pain is, is, first of all, these events take place in unbelievable locations. They're always in stunning vistas, stunning landscape that captivate you. And I love nature and I love running in mountains. So when you have, a beautiful journey. In in the case of uh, Lake Tahoe, we run around the rim of Lake Tahoe. Um, I've run other events all over um, uh, China and, and and all over the world that are just in stunning landscapes. So there's just an incredible journey that you're in. And then, what do you what do you think of in the pain? Well, you think of how to manage it. And through through being a sport, uh, through being a uh, a strength conditioning coach, and through being in paramedicine for years, I learned to manage problems, conflict resolution, problem solving. And that's what pain is, how to solve it, how to mitigate it, how to, how to reduce it, how to continually move through it. As long as you're not doing something completely crippling and completely debilitating to your body, a loss of a limb or an eyeball or something just you know, ridiculous like that, pretty much anything will heal. Our bodies are amazing if they're fed right and treated right. So when you know that and you know that you're just not going to die, you're going to suffer and that you're going to build character and you're going to be a better person because of it, you just... You just keep hammering. And that's that's sort of the gene that I have that a lot of people don't. Even just saying this, some people are just going to roll their eyes and say, you've, you've got to be a genetic freak or something. And I'm not. I don't come from phenomenal genetics. Um, if you've seen my family, and I love my family, by the way, but uh, I'm not from a from a uh, long lineage of uh, Olympians or anything like that. I just found that I have the, the brain, the mindset for it. You did a survival course in Nicaragua a couple months ago, right? <clears throat> Were you, you were the only one to finish that race, or that's right. This this new breed of these survival runs are called, and they're they're ultra marathons on steroids, and um, it was a, a competition. Yeah. How many people were involved in that? Uh, seventy plus, maybe it was eighty plus uh, lined up for the for for the start for these starts, and then they make the race incredibly challenging. It's a twenty four hour cap to this race through the mountains of the jungles and mountains and waters of Nicaragua, the harshest climate they could find. And uh, it's survival. There's no support in the race. And they every 10 miles, they bring you through a challenge. It's massive load carrying, uh, swinging axe, cutting down massive trees, open ocean, rough water night swims with no support. No, uh, Basically, you know, think of the roughest uh, Navy SEAL training you've ever seen, plus over nonstop, over 100 plus kilometers or so. That's what these races are like. With no support. No support, yeah. And so if you guys can imagine what this is, so this is uh, an elite level contest with 70 elite level athletes. 
Paul was the only one to finish. And this is the second year in a row that you finished it, right? You think that yeah. last year you finished it. So you're doing something that these other athletes are, and these other athletes are younger, right? They can be what age? What age are yeah, we talking about? We're, you know, 30s, fewer in the 20s. Few, few, few athletes in the 20s really have the 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 guts and the audacity to, to do multi marathons, but it's in the 30s. And then the 40s are definitely happening. Um, when you become 40, you've got the most endurance athletes have the experience and uh, you know just the, the wherewithal to to try to to try to complete ultra marathons at least. They're generally in pretty good shape. Tell us about your greatest fa- failure. Whatever it could be in, in athletics, it could be in. We want to know what your greatest failure was and what did you learn from it. Boy, I think the greatest failure is is is. Um, is not the greatest failure is not trying and not attempting something in my experience you know i don't you know consider any athletic achievements or any any second places or anything like that as as failures um my my best my biggest failure was not pursuing a uh the thing i I lay in bed thinking about wishing i had done and and it's a failure because i wish i had done it. it was a failure not grasping the opportunity and that was Believe it or not, pursuing a, a snowboarding career, I was into snowboard racing, snowboard alpine, giant slalom racing back in the day, and I was good at it on a regional level. And I coached it, and I was good at it, and it was at the time when it was baby, it was new into the Olympics, and so I always felt that was my one little crack that I could have been an Olympian in snowboard alpine racing. I think that was a failure, Michael. It was, it was. Uh, I kicked myself in the pants, man, that I just didn't pursue this little window I had to to hang with this crew and this coach and and, and pursue that. Um, so that might have been not the not the glamorous, you know, not the glamorous failure answer response you were looking for, but that's what I that's what I think about. Tell tell our audience a little bit about the Mount Everest trip with Jordan. What was the thought and the logic behind that and any insights from that experience? And then I'm going to start asking you about your supplements and some of the things that you use to get a competitive edge. Yep. I've been to Mount Everest twice now, climbed on the south side, on the Tibet, on the Nepali side, and then on the north side in in Tibet, China. And uh, well, that was just part of a massive quest to climb the seven summits of the world with with my son, Jordan. So my son son, uh, came up with the brilliant idea at the age of nine that he wanted to climb the seven summits of the world. And I along with Karen Lundgren, uh, my phenomenal ex-partner. We made it all happen. Uh, we, through oh, incredible years of hard work, made it happen that he, at the end of it all, he became the world record holder for the youngest human being to stand on the highest mountain on all seven continents, shattering world records along the way. Mount Everest being number number uh, next to last. Antarctica was the finish of, of it all, but Mount Everest was 13 years old. I uh, traveled with my son and Karen and uh, a couple of Sherpas, and we did a very small, light, fast, lean team in Tibet in the North Face, the unsupported, uncharted, wild west side of Mount Everest that not many people go and climb on and know about. And it went incredibly well. I trained my son to be an elite athlete, as he wanted, as he wished, and 55 days and 55 nights of climbing yaks, um, uh, a terrible terrible avalanche which resulted in a death in one of our party um on day 17 of that expedition we persevered and uh on may 21st 2010 we stood on top of the top of the world with my son and uh had the entire ridge the entire mountain to ourselves. we climbed on a day when no one else climbed up and down all by ourselves. that was a special time in my life and 
and you were criticized for that by many people for bringing bringing your son up there at a young age. Yeah, right? got beat up a lot by the media by that. And then everybody that got to know us and got to meet us, interview us, and got to know Jordan just sort of <laughs> backtracked. He was phenomenal. He's a big, strong kid. He was a leader. He was strong. He was savvy. He'd been all over the world climbing. I was a critical care life flight paramedic with rescue skills, high altitude training, high altitude medicine, uh, performance, sports, uh, sports nutrition, specializing in high altitude. My partner, Karen, was a, one of the strongest women on earth with uh, incredible skills, leadership skills. So we were a little ninja team and it, and it showed off. To do seven summits of the world all in first attempt with no failures and not losing any fingers or toes is, is uh, kind of unheard of. That's amazing. Tell us a little bit about, so you're, you're in incredible shape. You do amazing things. We've, we've really, you know, it's hard to grasp even now talking to you, but the question is going to be that the audience wants to know is what are you eating? <laughs> what are you taking for supplements? What machines are you using yeah. to get a competitive advantage? Because clearly you're doing something yeah. that other people are not doing. And, you've, and I've used a lot of your advice. Paul has had a huge impact on my health. I've probably lost 30 or 40 pounds of fat under his guidance. And I've gained some muscle. I'm in the best shape of my life right now. You're doing amazing, buddy. And uh, I, I've, we had an episode on the Beamer mat. You can talk about the Beamer mat a little bit. Tell us a little bit first off about your diet. What do you eat usually? Whew. Well, I do claim to practice a relatively clean food program, a relatively paleo-based program. Um, that is a food program that is free of processed foods, uh, free of most refined sugars, and uh, free of breads and pastas and, and, and processed food. Anything that's just not real food. I find myself just uh, keeping things really simple. It's nothing incredibly scientific about what I have. I eat a lot of chia, a lot of whole vegetables, um, Tell us about chia pudding. How do you make chia pudding? Yeah, my breakfast go-to is is my if you anywhere around me in the mornings when I'm coaching or at my CrossFit or if I'm surfing or whatever, it's a big bowl of chia pudding. It's chia seeds overnight soaked in almond milk with some maple syrup, some cinnamon, some vanilla, and some berries and and some cashews and, and this incredible nutritious. Um, it's really good. It's, it's incredible. You know, that's three, four, five hours of fuel and energy and fiber and fat and everything. It's 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 incredible. That's my breakfast go-to. What about lunch? You know, my lunch, you know, I kind of have a second breakfast. I always have a giant four or five egg omelet, avocado spinach omelet with a good mango salsa <laughs> cooked with coconut oil. That's and um, yeah, really, really, uh, I don't know, Americana basic. I, it's just what I don't do. I just don't do the, the, that rubbish. Uh, I call it prison food. You know, your, 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 your white foods and your white carbohydrates. Rice, that, uh, potatoes, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, your processed breads. food, your breads, your 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 pizza crust, your all that stuff that just creates inflammation and slows us down and, and has no no nutritional value. It's like eating newspaper, most of it. <laughs> so colorful fruits and vegetables. Um, I love my fish. Um, I've, I've reduced my chicken and poultry intake. I've, I have uh, been off of red meat for 25 years plus. Um, minimal pork intake. It's hard to find good, clean pork these days. And um, so, so you're going pretty just I have I'm not gonna lie I've been veering toward a plant-based um, food program. Um, I've you know it, it, ten years ago you couldn't f figure out how to do it. Five years ago there was very few people that were figuring out how to be an athlete and be plant-based. It was just so difficult how to get the quality foods and finding organic good foods around you enough that you could feed your body properly was hard to do. But what's becoming available to us now is is exciting and I find it um, working well. Um, Tell us a little bit about the supplements that you're taking in addition to your diet. You know. Um, anchor most of it my quick answer my elevator pitch answer is adaptogens 
Adaptogens are, are a class, you know, think of what, what in the last 25 years, what has come about. You, they discovered vitamins, right? You got your vitamin C's and your main, main isolate vitamins. And then there was amino acids came. Oh my God, you got to have amino acids. Got to have your protein powders. You got to have your, there's all these five-year trends, I call it, that just, that just have come, in, come into the athletic, into the wellness world. But I believe the biggest, most important one, not discovered, but has come to the table now. It comes from the Eastern world, of course, from Ayurvedic medicine and Chinese medicine. Adaptogens, botanicals, mostly grown from the slopes of high altitude uh, Mongolia, Tibet, Siberia. And these are the likes of maca, matake mushrooms, cordyceps, ashwagandha. These are centuries uh, in the, in the uh, uh, you know, research and practiced by, from the Sherpas, from the high altitude people that have lived long, lustrous lives. And most of all, they perform extremely well high altitude. So this is how I come about this many years ago. Mm-hmm. was learning about how to get a competitive edge at altitude. And it was cordyceps that I first got my, hand, my hands around here. It's been whew, 15 years ago I learned that the Sherpas are chomping on a little mushroom from the high altitude, and it's called cordyceps, and they make you oxygenate better. Clinically proven. Interesting. And that is found in, 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 many, in, in some formulas, specifically M-Drive Elite is what I use. It comes out of Phoenix, Arizona. It's a phenomenal formula full of 17 adaptogens. And so when you take a really proper, clean dose of these adaptogens, all of them at once, not all of them, but I mean, uh, uh, yeah, well, a formula of them, there's a synergistic effect that creates cortisol lowering, oxygenation improvement, mental clarity, fat burning, uh, blood sugar balancing, just overall energy that's really, really incredible coming from just botanicals. And so they balance out your hormonal system. They work well with a uh, a good cardio, you know, a good cardio program and a good strength building program. And and I've also you know recommended this program, this formula to hundreds of athletes, and it just it's almost unbelievable how quick it works. It's called, with- called M Drive. I actually take it, and I have noticed a huge difference in my cardio and my workouts. I perform better. It it works. It really does work. <sighs> the adaptogens. Where can it, people find it they, if they want it? If they're interested, where know, can people find you know, M Drive? Um, sport doc, mdrivesport.com. I get most of my supplements from my, from my good friend and the, the, the nutrition expert, feedthemachine.com. Feedthemachine.com is a little storefront in Hermosa Beach, California, but he is a amazing resource for all things sports nutrition. Cyril J. Rayon, uh, my Canadian buddy on there is, uh, oh my gosh, you get anything you need from feedthemachine.com. You got the adaptogens there. That's, that's, uh, that's your one-stop shop. Um, this the second thing I, I can't go without mentioning is is the, the um, 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 antioxidants. Of course, the king of them all is astaxanthin. It's the it's the algae that has uh, um, been proven to be, I think, that last research sixty times more powerful than the number two, the number three um, antioxidants in the world. Your C's, your E's, your blueberries, your resveratrol, all of your what is antioxidants? What is anstaxanthin? Ast- what is that? Astaxanthin is uh, it is a byproduct of of of, of algae that that um, is a protective. Uh, it's protective in its nature. If you've ever set a bucket of water out in the back of your yard for a week or two weeks, yep. and you come out and you see a red layer. Of, of of on top of the bucket. Have you ever seen that? Everybody has that. That that is uh, algae that has cr- by the sunlight creates uh, a protective layer to protect itself. Okay. Uh, it's a byproduct, and it takes a while to grow. It's very delicate to grow. And if you capture that that substance and capsulize it, <laughs> um, your body uses that ingredient to have a phenomenal protective mechanism. That. Is an amazing sunblock, skin regenerator, eyesight repair. It's in all of your top grade. Any 
proper eye hmm. physician or proper eye medicine will tell you astaxanthin. There's nothing better to correct. It corrected my eyesight. Interesting. Eight, ten. Heck, it's been yeah, ten months ago. I could not read a supplement bottle. My eyes were were gone. Now I'm testing twenty twenty, uh, due to astaxanthin for sure. It happened in two weeks. My eyesight's corrected. And, you, and, and you, now the, the joint, the joint and and, and pain uh, reduction, the joint and soreness and and and, and muscle soreness goes virtually away with astaxanthin. I use it in my in my ultra marathons religiously, and it's it's unbelievable. So recovery makes makes basically makes you heal and recover faster. Yeah, it, it's doing that in in your body. It's 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 regenerating. Regenerex is the brand I use out of Canada. It's regenerating your body. It's it's, it's and this is not. This is nothing debatable. This is simple, simple science. And this is, we need antioxidants. And so that's one way to re- slow your aging down. And it helped my skin, man. I had, I had crow's feet. My skin was, I'm 47. I'm going 48. I grew up in Arizona, California, in the sun, you name it. I'm a sun. Where, and then uh, my skin was showing it. And uh, astaxanthin just did amazing results. I had people commenting about my damn skin. I'm just some guy. <laughs> I'm saying, wow, you, your skin's looking. Tell us. A little bit bullet point some of the other supplements if a, a man was in his mid 40s what supplements real quick bullet point what should they be taking m drive astaxanthin what else m drive elite for adaptogens astaxanthin for your antioxidants every human being man woman and child should be supplementing with magnesium magnesium is the mineral that all of our food is stripped lo- out of stripped stripped of our soil has been stripped of so our food is low in it and we deplete our bodies very easily of magnesium. And that is what, on a cellular level, that is actually what creates the soreness and the ickiness that you feel from post-performance and post-training, post-workout. If you could just inject magnesium in your body during and right after workout, you would virtually never be sore. Interesting. What else? Well, every 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 man and woman over the age of 40 should be uh, should be supplementing with uh, with a baby children's chewable aspirin. That's the, that's the, that's the, <laughs> That's the, the wannabe physician side of me. Uh, that has been shown to curb, uh, you know, heart attack and stroke risk by fifty percent. Fifty percent. Interesting. Uh, if you're not doing Is that, that, just like a over, bare standard. Uh, children's chewable aspirin. Okay. Uh, um, you know, I'm not a physician to prescribe that, but my gosh, that that, that was that's been as a paramedic as it was for years. That was the first thing you'd give any anybody in emergency in a in a in a heart attack. What else? Any other supplements? Branch chain amino acids, BCAAs, again. But not whey protein. Yeah, the whole protein conversation would be would is is definitely in a in a, <laughs> almost an emotional conversation, right? The the the, the fact that uh, whey comes from from cows and from from the dairy industry and and uh, and just relying on that instead of plant based proteins. So first of all, whey I don't doesn't doesn't disagree with my body. It it works fine when I get it, when I was using whey and had a good clean whey source. It was okay with me. I felt good having it. It felt that it worked. I've since switched to plant based proteins and find that I'm getting as just as good a results from it. You can find that at Costco too. They Costco's have it. got that organics. It's the green giant, cap. It's amazing. It tastes great. Giant portions of it, giant canister of it, and it tastes amazing. And it, the profile is beautiful, and it's organic. And I, there's no reason not to. Uh, you know, the go, to go down the path of of of, of avoiding uh, cow products and all that is 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 uh, is very interesting to me. And it's been, it's been very easy. And I think I'm probably saving money. And it's and it's I think I'm doing something better for. Some of our listeners want to know what your thoughts are about soy protein. Oh boy, the, the you know understanding uh, fermented versus unfermented soy and uh, and and what soys you should have is is a complicated topic. Um, my b- quick elevator pitch of that: I got one floor in the elevator, and you ask me about soy products, avoid, avoid. Thank you. See you later. Have a good day. <laughs> now the soy industry might kick me in the in the crotch for that, but uh, it's easy to avoid, and it should be avoided by the by all most accounts. It is uh, less than desirable for your body, and it's been shown to have 
adverse effects for uh, for men. That's the short answer. And what, women. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. What, what, tell us a little bit about some of these machines and devices that you've introduced me to. We, got, we taught we they know what a beamer is. We had an episode on the beamer. Just give us a, your quick thoughts on the beamer and what it does for you, and then let's hear about some of the other stuff that you're using. Yeah, the beamer is uh, is a device that delivers PEMF, pulsating electromagnetic frequency. It is a uh, uh, one of the most important things you can do. It gets to the conversation of the Earth and the magnetism of our body and how we relate to the Earth. This is it starts to sound hocus pocus and it starts to sound a little. Um, he, you know, just gets a little, almost to a, a spiritual conversation, so to say. But once you keep it on a scientific level and understand our polarity, we're entirely, you know, electrical. Our, our, when you understand cellular biology and how our muscles work and how we, our heart moves, we are an electrical uh, device. Our, our electrolytes, your calcium, magnesium, your, your potassium, we're all electrical. So my point is when our polarity and when our, uh, yeah, when our polarity and electricity is off, from not being in touch with the earth. The, bi- the biggest culprit of that is, is exhaustion, stress, but from actually not touching the earth, touching the ground, touching the sand, touching the grass, we if we stay in our, our concrete home, put our shoes, walk out of shoes, into our car, out of our car, into our office, under our concrete floor, back into our car, back home, you never touch the earth. You're always insulated. You're always insulated. And so your polarity can be off, and that results in low energy levels, immune system suppression, the whole nine yards. Uh, this, is, this is all just... No brainer. This is like you, you just can't. You don't, don't even the debate this. It's amazing. It's amazing. So the Beamer device centers that all, uh, and and does what the Earth does for you, and then some. And it and it does it at a concentration that's safe and smart, and gets to every organ, every bit of tissue in your body in an eight minute session. And it's, whew, I don't go a day without it. I travel everywhere in the world with it in my carry on bag, and it is one of the main reasons I'm able to do what I do at my age and uh, and recover and recover recover and wake up. Every morning, it puts me into the deepest sleep I've ever had in my life. So you bring it with you on your trips and your competitions. Always have it right before my competition, right after, and it helps me recover at an alarming rate. Tell us a little bit about the vibration machine that you recently introduced me to. In the same conversation of of, of circulation, microcirculation, and um, waste removal, and pre workout activation, is this this vibration therapy? Um, working with a company called Vibration Zone, VibrationZone.com, and I have. Uh, Made the investment in a couple of machines at my facility to have for the athletes, such as you. And uh, oh my gosh, I've never seen people take such a liking to something probably ever. I could be handing out cold Coca-Cola and, and I'd have half the people not like or not want it. But every single human being wants this, needs it, lives on it, and people are beating up each other to get Let on it. Let me explain it real quick. I haven't, I haven't talked about this device. The, the vibration machine, it's a plate that you stand on. You can sit on it too. And it oscillates and shakes your body. And the idea behind it is that you get these micro muscle twitches. You get improved circulation in your lymph. Now, here's the strange thing. When I first saw it, I was very, I was like, eh, this looks like a gimmick, right? So I thought I would, I thought I would just try it out. And uh, until I started trying it out, I, I could do CrossFit maybe twice a week because I was so sore. Combining the shaker, I call it the shaker, with the beamer. And the supplements that Paul is talking about, I can do CrossFit five days in five days in a row without being sore. But on top of that, I also work out in the afternoon. So we're talking about ten workouts in five days. At my age, I'm 43, about to turn 44, and I'm not getting sore anymore, which is unheard of. I, I haven't been able to do this since I was, you know, in my late 20s. You know, 
So I know this is working. I think it's between the Beamer, the Shaker, and the supplements. It's working. And so this what is story. part of the reason why I wanted to bring Paul in. So everybody in our CrossFit box stands on these vibration machines after the workout. They run, you can, I've seen different price ones, but they can cost anywhere from a grand to two grand. And if you are an athlete or even more, five grand, right? Yeah. 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 Depending on which ones, there's some nicer ones, but the ones that we're using at, at the gym, they're great. They're amazing. I use them every day after, before and after every workout and I don't get sore and I don't get injured anymore. They're, they're, it's incredible. It's, you could, I couldn't have said it any better than you. It's, it's just, just astounding. It's also very simple. Um, our body is constantly trying to get rid of waste. We pee, poop, sweat, breathe. Everything we do is trying to get rid of waste. And when we don't get rid of waste is when we underperform and when we get sore and when we have issues. And, you know, if, uh, if, the, if all we could do is to perfectly get rid of waste out of our body all the time, lactic acid, urine, poop, sweat, uh, CO2, all we could, if all we could do is get rid of waste, we'd perform optimally all the time. And that is what the Beamer does incredibly well. And then on a different frequency and, and really getting the muscles super activated and super the lymphatic system super flushed out with the the vibration zone then you're just ridding yourself of waste and if you're eating halfway decent you're suddenly nourishing better and it's it's my gosh it's we're in in a very special time right now this is this is really special time the vibration therapy is not brand new you remember the old ship shakers and the the waist belly shakers that stuff worked man people did lose (laughs) weight they circulated when you can jiggle when you can jiggle uh, cellulose and and uh, and uh, and cellulite um, like that, it will burn fat, you know. And so, anyways, this is this is <laughs> it's delivered now in a much better you know fashion where you can stand on it and get proper frequencies to get that lymphatic flush, which is flushing out waste out of your body. So, what are your thoughts on um, cold baths? Because we're having a lot of conversation about circulation. It, the same, the same, the same answer I, I just gave. Circulation, the immediate ice. Every pro athlete. Uh, it, it, the first thing they do at post-competition, post-training is get into that wretched ice bath that does m- extreme vasoconstriction. And by vasoconstriction over all the organs of your body and your muscles, you squeezing out waste. So that squeezes out that blood to get to your liver and to your kidneys and everything else and you get rid of waste uh, out of the muscles. And then once you warm up and dilate, then you flush in with new nutrients and new blood. And it's the same conversation. It's the same thing. You're getting rid of weight. That's, that's what, that's what, um, um, uh, cold water submersion and ice therapy does. It's yeah. The same. It's all about, it's about circulation, microcirculation, waste removal shaker. That's all getting your blood into your capillaries and getting, so that's that's the, that's the, the age we're in right now. It's the conversation we're having right now is recover, recover, yeah. optimize through just homeostasis through getting in. A, it used to be performance higher, perform higher, take drugs to make you go harder, take EPO so you could get more oxygen, take take um, things that just made you know all the doping and all the all the all the you know artificial and and, uh, and blood doping that was happening and so on. It was all kind of by the wayside now because they figured out now we figured out, let's just get rid of waste and optimize and and and, and circulate better. And before you know it, you're, you're performing better on clean food and, and adaptogens. That's where adaptogens is kind of replacing illegal um, illegal um, drugs. Performance enhancing. Yeah, performance enhancing drugs. That's the word I was What other um, machines do you use in preparation for your races, things of that nature? Um, I have a device that, uh, I have a device that uses um, infrared um, laser and heat therapy that uh, I keep at my home. It's one of my little secret weapons. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's deep muscle. What's it called? Deep muscle... Um, is it a brand name or a? It's it's not a brand name. It's it, it, well, there's multiple brand names, but the, the 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 idea of getting infrared heated and infrared 
treatment into your muscles, specifically my back, does amazing things for me. It helps me out. Interesting. I'll, I'll have to show it to you. Infrared is, you know, cold laser, which Russians have introduced and in what you'll find most proper naturopathic and chiropractors using these days. The little red laser, if you've ever seen mm-hmm. doctors treat sure. it. Oh, man. That is no joke there. That is extremely effective. And uh, that's uh, that's another little, little shortcut I've, I figured out. What about high altitude training? Are there any devices that you would use or recommend? If I know I've got to be in high altitude or I've got a super, super A race, we call it the most important race of the year, for example, I would do hypoxic sleeping, hypoxic training, where I would put myself in a tent and sleep in a a simulated high altitude uh, environment where you trick your body into thinking that it's going into high altitude. And when you're in deep sleep, when you're in REM is when your body through its chemoreceptors, it... um, it, um, it regulates how much red blood cells you have. If your body thinks you're starving in oxygen, you're low in oxygen, thinks you're at high altitude, it creates more RBCs. And more RBCs means that you uh, carry more oxygen to your so, so, then, so then when you go back to training, if you could test your blood, you, you're basically doing blood doping. You're, you're, without you're, blo- you're doing blood doping without yeah, blood doping. And it's legal and it's safe. Um, it should be controlled and it should be monitored, but it's, and it's a little difficult. It's, it's a little hard to do. It takes 15 to 20 days to do really, really proper. And oh man, does it work? I've done it many times. You, so, my you, son. so you basically uh, acclimate yourself artificially yeah. in a tent. You reduce the amount of oxygen in the tent. Correct. You sleep in it. That cr- forces your body to create more red blood cells, which is the effect essentially of doping without the narcotic side effect or the actual drug taking to make that happen. Is that right? You're well pro- said. All right. That, that's you nailed it. And when you go in altitude, you actually stay at the same amount of oxygen, but you get lower barometric pressure, right? less atmospheric pressure when you go up you still have 21 percent oxygen but it's just less pressure in the tents it does in fact suck the oxygen out of the room oh, <laughs> so you're getting less percentage of oxygen in your body and it's 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 there's a little risk to it but interesting uh, yeah it's, it's so something I, I always like to ask i'm going to be asking everybody about this is the idea of efficiency in your races do you ever use any tactics based around it outside of the supplements and the machines in the actual race for example when we do wall balls you talk about the efficiency of the distance is there anything in terms of running or the race itself where you're looking for advantages in efficiency boy right to the very heart of it is my strike and gait my my foot my, my run form and the way i propel off, off, off the girth and, and move forward is I am nonstop thinking about putting my body in a, in a biomechanical advantage that I can move across the earth and move my 200 pound carcass mm-hmm. <laughs> body uh, forward as smooth as I can. So it is a nonstop challenge, it's a nonstop um, pursuit of efficiency. And you have a video of the, the top three mistakes that people make when they run. On, it's on YouTube, right? I you sure do. About it? You um, guys should go check that out. My YouTube channel, Paul Romero. <laughs> Paul Romero. Uh, an amazing filmmaker. Makes some, <laughs> we just started with making some running efficient um, videos that uh, illustrate that really, really well. So in these ultra marathons, I get efficient. I want every gram off of me. I carry only the very minimal water, the very minimal food, the very minimal, minimal nutrition. My clothing is minimized. My jackets, my cold weather gear is minimized. And when that efficiency comes, you, you move more efficient. You move faster and you get the race over with and you might win because of it. Right. As I've proven uh, time and time again. And people that aren't as, as, as concerned about weight and, and things like that, it's just the weight. There's a direct relation of weight and time yeah. in, in movement, in body weight movement. You think about it. Every step that you take while you're running, if there's anything that you can do to improve your efficiency by even a centimeter or half a centimeter, because there's thousands of those steps over the course of the race, yeah. you, you know, that well adds up. Well said. It's going to make a huge difference. And so 
check out that running video if you guys are interested in running. He talks about the position of your arms, uh, your, your foot strike, critical, something that I've learned, your head position, all those things are, are really critical for efficient running. Paul, you're also an entrepreneur. You just opened your first CrossFit box, basically. Tell us a little bit about CrossFit and maybe if somebody's visiting Maui, would you would they, where, did, where can they find you? Came across an amazing opportunity to acquire a, a CrossFit space, and we rebranded it, refigured it, reprogrammed it. It's pretty. It's fun. Uh, I feel so blessed to work with uh, a team um, of amazing coaches and and dozens and dozens, a couple hundred of, of, of athletes I coach over the course of a month. Anybody con- considering a, a getaway to the tropics and want to get to Hawaii and come to the most be- rated, the number one most beautiful island in the world, Maui, we've got the ultimate fitness wellness wellness resource in McKenna CrossFit, McKennaCrossFit.com. And boy, we've just got all of what we just talked about in terms of shortcuts and tools and adjuncts and sports nutrition and uh, Beamer device and therapy. We've got it on site. We've got an ice bath we're going to install here uh, in just days. We've got um, the programming and just the environment that creates a very friendly place to optimize your body and your mind. And it's working out pretty good. Just, you know, it's only four months in, in, but I've been coaching a long time, but it's four months now with this brand, this, in this location. And I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier. You know, this is an entrepreneur question, but I I have to ask this, but as an entrepreneur, what are the, what are the, what are the things that you've learned since opening and what are your challenges as an entrepreneur owning a CrossFit box? I have to ask it because this, we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening about this. Boy, staying committed Staying committed when when the going gets tough. I've uh, um, being in Hawaii, being in Maui, and 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 dealing with the pace of, of business here is is quite interesting. So, man, just staying the course, man, and just sticking to the mission, sticking to our business plan, man, through thick and thin, um, keeping the chin up and going forward, man. I've learned to trust and and involve my 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 peers and my and my and my coaches and my staff and team. I, I had that selfish thing going where I can only do it right. Nobody else can do the way yeah. I do it. You're, you know, it's very common. And, and so re- trusting and letting go so that I could, I could, I could, um, uh, do more important things for the company, for the brand, for the vision, for the, for the, uh, you know, objective of the company in terms of marketing and better vision planning and so on. And I had to let go of some, I had to let go of some, some things that I felt by, you know, it was very tough to do. So boy, just uh, just bringing in a team and and trusting and letting go of of, of some old habits has has been. But the bottom line is passion. We all know it's got to come back. Passion. You've got to be able to be a brand. You've got to be able to smell it. People got to be able to smell it and taste it and feel it and uh, deliver it. In the minute that you don't feel you have it, I think you should sell your business and move on. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, some of our listeners are going to wonder if you coach. Do you have any training? Do you have any camps? Do you have, how if somebody wanted to be trained? online by Paul Romero, how would that happen? Ooh, boy, right now, I got to be honest with you. I did a lot of online training for, for years and uh, I've got that on hold right now. It just, I can't. Too many things. I have too many things in the focus. Well, okay, I'll, I'm going to answer your question a moment ago that this, you know, the most passion and the focus, the clarity and and uh, thinking that I can multitask when uh, um, I, I can multitask better than the average guy, but when it comes to business, keeping some clarity and some focus on really what has to be done in building this facility and building this membership and be having a loyal, a loyal delivery to my, to my members and, uh, and keeping that focus was important. So to answer your question about online coaching, it's, it's uh, whew, it's a tremendous um, effort to do that work. 
and it's on hold right now. I did it. I did it for some time. Right in the now. meantime, they really did answer your question is how do people come, you know, how do people get this, this coaching and this mentorship? They got to come to Maui. <laughs> <laughs> Just book a flight. It's not that hard. It's only the most beautiful place in the world. And come uh, Maui to spend uh, at least 10 days here. A week is too short. 10 days is decent. Two weeks is kind of perfect. And you might even, you might even stay. And we got with with our team and with uh, with that kind of with that kind of time on our hands, we can do a complete uh, mini camp and indoctrination. We will be launching a product, uh, everything from a three day to a ten day uh, product and camp, where you'll have a complete um, uh, assessment and a complete strategy and complete private sessions, uh, apparel head to toe, sports nutrition, and a complete reprogramming in your in your in your CrossFit or strength and conditioning program. Mm. right here in Maui. So people can basically come to these camps, running camps, CrossFit camps, whatever the camps are, and they can get the hands, they can get the training, the interaction with you, the consulting and all that. That's right. Strength and conditioning camp. We're just going to call that in general. Whether you're an Ironman triathlete, ultra marathoner, CrossFitter, or whatever, be it, so much of it requires the same strength and conditioning training. Runners, Ironman athletes, they all need some version of CrossFit and strength and conditioning. They may not be doing all the CrossFit moves we need, but it all comes down to the mobility and the hip strength, and the back strength, and the core work. And, you know, it's all so it all just ties in all across the board. And that's what's that's what the that's the awesome time that we're in right now. When will these camps be available? You know? Starting October, uh, starting October of 2017, will these products will be online and be and be marketed uh, specifically to our cold weather friends up in Canada, but certainly mainland U.S. and anywhere else in the world that's listening. Uh, welcome to come to to, uh, to Maui, but those Canadians, when it, as soon as the leaves turn, they like to come where the, where the warm weather is. Paul, thank you so much for coming. Do you have anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Any any tips or suggestions? Last minute thoughts before we go? Hashtag the limitless, Michael. That's uh, uh you know, I'm I'm blessed with this opportunity to speak to you. I really appreciate your kind words. To see what you have done the last couple of months, you know, I sing your praises every every day. You've coming in. And watching you just every morning putting in the hard work and just recovering. And you're never coming in bitching about the day before or that we did 50 deadlifts the day before or that we did we squatted. You just don't. You just come in like a machine every day. And I don't that's, get sore anymore. It, that's like, uh, that's, impre- that's so impressive. And that's because you're coachable and you're humble and you listen and you apply. And that's, and I wish every athlete <laughs> that did that because, you know. I appreciate that a lot. You've been great. Oof. You've been amazing. And you know what it is? I've I've always had the go hard mentality, but it it's the go smart. You get, there are some things, you know, I just looked at Paul. I said, look at this guy. He's older than me. He's dominating a sport that I can't even wrap my mind around. I should just listen to him and ask him, <laughs> what are you doing? And that has made a huge difference. I mean, that's why I wanted to have him on the show. Paul, thank you so much for your time, for joining us, for sharing the insights Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Romero, you can find him online. He's on YouTube, Paul Romero's, uh, ch- you have a YouTube channel, Instagram. Where can we find you on Instagram? McKenna CrossFit. McKenna CrossFit on Instagram. Are you on Twitter? McKenna CrossFit. McKenna CrossFit on Twitter. And McKennaCrossFit.com. Awesome. And you have a race coming up this weekend. Where are you, Ooh, what are you doing? I'm heading to British Columbia, Canada, where there is the all-new Canada Survival Run. It is gearing up to be what's called one of the most grueling, ugliest, toughest, ultra marathons in the world ever when, when does this happen this happens on august 24th 25th it's my birthday outstanding <laughs> i'll be thinking about you when i'm out there i think about all all the special people in my world is there going to be a place where people can watch the yeah race or? Uh, survival run canada we'll have a very comprehensive mapping and, and leaderboard to watch and uh you'll be able to see some drama unfold incredible images and video work and drone and, and photography work that, that they do capturing this ultra marathon the one of the most beautiful places in the world in british columbia the mountains of squamish and whistler 
BC Coastal Mountains. How do you think you're going to do? Whew. I'm a little nervous about this one. Uh, I have not been running the mountains a ton uh, lately. I've been here in Maui, but uh, my strength and conditioning is pretty pretty on. I know once I get back there and get my feet on the ground, I'll be feeling more confident about it. But this was promised to be uh, you know, extremely challenging by all standards of, of any ultramarathon, any mountain running um, standards. So we'll see. Thanks we, for your support. We man. wish you the best. I know you're going to do very well. We'll be watching to see how, how well you do, especially online. Paul, thank you for everything you've done for me, for the coaching, your friendship, everything. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Romero, thank you guys so much for listening to the Maven Nation. We're going to continue to have top level, size six, seven, eight thinkers on the, on the show. I know that some people may not know what that is. It's in the efficiency playbook, but we're going to bring in some very special people for you guys to learn from the best. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time.